Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. God bless you. This is Pastor Omar Zachary, and you have tuned in to Praise Tabernacle Church, our Tuesday night Bible study here on Blog Talk Radio. And we just thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, what a great week we are having so far, uh, building up to Christmas. And we know that Jesus is the reason for the season. And, you know, he never really, never told us to remember his birth, but he did tell us to show forth his death. But, you know, I don't think it's anything anything wrong, as long as you remember what the meaning of Christmas is. I think it's I think it's okay. Don't get too down because you don't have no presents. Uh, the greatest gift has been given to all of us over two thousand years ago, and we are we are thankful for that. For so God gave His Son, and thirty three and a half years later, His Son gave His life, that we all may have a right to the tree of life. So we we are just honored and excited about what God is doing here at our local church. Uh, we got a great teacher on tonight, great panel as well, uh, as we have every Tuesday night. I uh, want you to uh, just pray, uh, be in prayer. Just a couple of the members I know uh, specifically, uh, Mother Anthony uh, and also Deacon Oglesby, uh, not feeling too well, y'all to uh, continue to have, keep him lifted. Uh, lifted up in prayer. Uh, I'm not sure if his wife is on tonight, Sister Oglesby, but um, I definitely want y'all to. Okay, all right. Well, she is here. All right, well, praise the Lord. Well, let's keep Deacon elect, well, not elected more, Deacon Oglesby in prayer and Mother Anthony. Uh, that's Sister Oglesby's mother. All right, well, without any further ado, uh, I think the, the whole panel is here tonight, I think, uh, but our speaker, our leader on tonight will be uh, Minister Kevin Tolbert. Amen. Him and his wife just getting back, I think, on yesterday from a vacation, and we hopefully they are refreshed. I know he, he has a good word for us on tonight. So we're going to say a word of prayer, and then the next voice, the next voice you hear will be that of Minister Kevin Tolbert. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We just honor you. We appreciate you for your grace and your mercy shown toward us. And God, we ask that there's many that may not be feeling well and different things going on in our lives. And we pray now that you will just touch, heal, and deliver in the name of Jesus. Touch those that are sick and the afflicted, those that are downtrodden and uh, going through different ailments even right now. We know that you're yet able. You've got all power in your hand. And as we enter into this Bible study, we pray that you will uh, word the mouth of the leader on tonight and the panel. Give us what needs to be said for those that are listening, that they can be encouraged on tonight. And we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Minister Tobert, services into your hands. God bless. All right. Uh, thank you, Pastor, uh, for setting the stage, being able to pray for everyone. Thank you for everyone that is listening um, on tonight. 
And tonight we'll be coming from Luke chapter 5, and our topic verse comes from chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. So again, Luke chapter 5, the topic comes from 10 and 11, and I will read those and give my topic. Uh, Hopefully everyone gets something very familiar passage of scripture that we're going to go over on tonight. Uh, and the word reads, and so was, and and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not; from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land. They forsook all and followed him. And tonight we're just going to be teaching from a simple topic of follow the leader. Again, from the simple topic of follow the leader. So on tonight we're going to go over a few things and get to uh, understand what it's like to be a Christian and what what that all entails and the different things that come along with it. So just to give a little bit of background, Jesus was on a mission, and he was ministering and healing and delivering throughout multiple cities along his journey. And he amazed people so much that they began to follow him and begged him not to leave. But he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities, for therefore am I sent. So in today's lesson, it's meant to encourage everyone to listen and to continue to make the best decision to follow the leader in Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at the beginning of this chapter, verse 1, and read on down and and see how the story went. Like I said, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And it reads, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. So Jesus had already started his ministry before he selected the disciples and it was people following him due to his prior teaching, like I said earlier about him preaching and teaching in other cities along the way. Jesus was standing by the lake of Nazareth, also called the Sea of Galilee, but he was pressed or pushed by the crowd that wanted to hear more of his teaching so desperately. And this press possibly could have pushed Jesus into the water. But he saw a boat unattended and decided to step in that boat. And when I think about this, we already see an example for us to follow the leader. So some of us may get into a situation as to where pressure, the pressure is pushing us back. But all we have to do is step into a different direction, into an unoccupied space to separate from the pressure, which is the result which will result in change for your situation. 
So all we got to do sometimes is just step out of the way into a different space to be able to get the change that we need. <clears throat> so now when Jesus stepped into the ship, the fishermen were gone. They had left to wash their nets. So at this point, they had made up in their minds that it was basically the end of the shift, so to speak. So they had left to wash their nets. So to put it into perspective, they were on their job, and they had to clean up at the end of the night. They had to remove the debris and the weeds from the net because of all the work that they've been doing, and they have, it was very important to keep that clean. So sometimes at the end of the day, we need to remove weeds from our lives as well. And those weeds can be whatever gets in the way while we're trying to do our job. If you're in ministry or in leadership, this especially applies to you. So those weeds can be, whether it be church folk or different obstacles, that can get in the way and try to stop you from doing your job that can get tangled in your net. So make sure that you're doing some cleaning at the end of the day because, as we can see, sometimes it can be a dirty job. And also, let's not miss something here that was so simple but yet so key. While they were away cleaning, it also showed their commitment to their craft. They cared enough to keep the most important tool clean, which proved that they were ideal for the job, for the job of being a disciple, for the, for the job of being a Christian. And it showed that they were built for this. And you're built for this, to be a Christian. As Pastor said, and he did a message a few weeks ago saying the same thing, that you're built for this. And it just brings everything back full circle. Amen, because we got to understand that God can and will use the very same thing that you're good at for his good. Let me say that again. God can and will use the very same thing that you're good at for his good. So all we got to do is just be available. Any comments on that or any questions? You working good, man. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate that. And if there's no comments, we'll go ahead on to verse 3. And let's look at what the word says in verse 3. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he <clears throat> and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. In this verse, it was revealed that one of the ships was owned by Simon, or Peter as we know him to be, because we normally call him Peter. Jesus had already met Peter before this incident. See, Jesus went to Peter's house when he was on a mission, and during his mission, his mother-in-law, talking about Peter, was sick, and she was sick with a great fever, according to the word, in Luke 4, 38 through 39. So just in the previous chapter. <clears throat> and Jesus healed his mother-in-law 
so he brought forth a healing, and then he ministered unto them on this mission. So Jesus was already busy, and he was about his father's business to begin with. So Jesus had already begun working. He already was was on a mission before this, and now he's on another mission as well. So we got to understand that we got to do the same thing and be just like Jesus and be about our father's business. See, that's where it comes into play that we have to follow the leader because we got to understand that he's setting the stage and setting an example for us to be able to be in. <clears throat> and also, <clears throat> I'm glad that this situation, uh, when I look back over it and, and connected the dots between him going to Peter's house, it made me understand more about this lesson because as I was leading, uh, reading over this lesson and, of course, reading it without context and you're looking like, well, man, we went from Jesus avoiding getting pushed into the water, so he stepped into the boat, and then for him uh, praying for Peter and talking to Peter, to him teaching people um, on somebody else's boat, you know, it, it just seemed, you know, to me, it just seemed a little a little out of whack. It seemed a little gangster for Jesus to just have a takeover and come right onto, you know, somebody else's boat. So I'm glad that when I look back over it and was able to connect the dots between you know, what he did already meeting Peter and made it make a little bit more sense for me. But, you know, that that's just me um, looking over it. But on a serious note, as we see here at the end of verse 3, <clears throat> the word says, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So Jesus had to step away into the ship to teach people which shows that sometimes we have to get into a safe place for our own sake to be able to teach and preach and still give the people what they need. So you ain't got to leave nobody hanging, but you got to get to that safe place sometimes just to help others and to be able to help yourself. Just like when pastor preaches and teaches from home, that's a safe place. That's his safe place but he's still being able to feed the people. And all we got to do is follow the leader. If Christ did it from a safe place, you can do it too. Like I said, follow the leader. Any comments? Yeah, I, um, man, this, is, this is good. We appreciate you uh, getting that history of it and uh, setting up about Jesus knowing Peter or having an encounter uh, with him uh, beforehand, but then uh, just just sitting here thinking about how Jesus cared about the people, where he could have, you know, just avoided them, or uh, because we we do see that it was so many of them, the multitude of them, uh, you know, he he could have avoided them, but he took time. And, and and as a leader, and you said this a moment ago, you know, specifically for those that that claim a leadership position or a leadership role, I mean, your your whole I mean, everything you do is really it's about people, you know, it's about people, you know, and going out of your way, um, you know, and Jesus even went in a safe place because it had became uncomfortable. And sometimes when you are trying to help people, 
it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, it's not going to always fall, you know, where it's, it's you know, for your um, convenience. You know, that's not what ministry is. Ministry is not for your convenience. You know, you he that winneth souls is wise. So you, you know, it, it causes you to, uh, you know, you give. And, and leaders in most point, not just pastors, but leaders, and in, in just in the general church, should be the should be the biggest givers, and not just monetarily. Yeah, that money does play a lot, but a giver of time, a giver of service. I was listening to uh, Mr. Chaos himself last night, and you know him and his wife, and it, it, they they drive home the the subject of serving of you know regardless of how bad your day is or whatever's going on, can you forget about yourself and understand God has called you to serve? And I think I always said something last night that in a lot of cases when you're serving, you're not looking for your name to be called. You're not looking for, uh, as my daddy would say, your name to be on the big gun station or your name to be in lights. Uh, can you serve from the background and and know that to God be the glory, regardless if someone mentioned your name or not, you know. And, and a real servant, you know, hey, you like, hey, you ain't got to say nothing. Don't testify. Don't you ain't got to say nothing about what I've done. I already understand. If I do these things secretly, then the Lord will reward me openly. So we we have to keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is. The reason for us being in ministry is to win souls, is to show the love of Jesus Christ, to preach the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, you know, like what Jesus did. You know, uh, there's so much going on in the world today, and a lot of times people come to church, you know, they don't get no hope at the job, they don't have no hope at home, and it's bad when you go to church and can't find no hope. If you can't find no hope anywhere, you ought to be able to. I want, matter of fact, if I can't find no hope at the church, I won't even go. And as Mrs. Tobe just said, I, I'll stay in my safe place right here in my home, you know. So my wife, she did such an excellent job on Sunday, but she talked from the message. Uh, she was talking about joy, and your joy is not, not predicted on what you're going through, what you feel. You know, you get a raise, you're happy. Uh, if you get fired, you're sad. You know, that's happiness. It, it, happiness is predicated on what you get, what you receive, and stuff like that. But joy is something that God gives us that in ma- no matter what we go through, we are reminded that we are his child, we are his people, and before it's all over, he's going to have the last word, and we're going to come out victorious. So as we take the example that Minister Tobit is giving tonight about Jesus, it was all about the people, even to the point now he getting on the boat, we're going to see, as Minister Tobit goes farther into, it was all about another part of ministry that had to be set up. He had already had these folks' attention, but now he has to work on his inner circle. He has to work on another group because he couldn't do it all. We know the scriptures say greater works 
uh, you know, that we will do. And that, ain't, that don't mean we're going to be doing things that Jesus didn't do. But what that means is because we have the Holy Ghost and we have God in us, uh, we're able to spread the gospel uh, corporately more faster or at a quicker rate than Jesus was able to do individually. So uh, I appreciate this tonight, man. Good, good job so far. Um, Pastor, uh, definitely thank you for the comment. Like I said, to be able to um, put everything in, in the perspective, like you said, um, you know, ministry is not always going to be comfortable. <clears throat> and you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Sometimes you're going to be placed in different situations where you may be a little bit uncomfortable, but you got to figure a way out to be able to teach and preach during the situation and teach and preach your way out of a situation. You know, so at the end of the day, you got to know when to go to the Lord. You got to know, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have to just step out of the way, you know, like you said, and step into the safe place. You got to know the different things that you're able to do um, during ministry. And like we say, um, it's not just ministry. Um, as far as someone having a title, but also just for those that are, are Christians and you're, you're a disciple as well, amen. So that means that you have to do the same job. You've got to be about your father's business just like Jesus was, and you've got to spread the good news of the gospel. So that's just not, you know, one person's job alone. You know, that's, that's our job as well. That's what we all have to do. We all have to be able to tell someone about Jesus, you know, so we always got to keep that in mind. So as we're going through this, we got to understand that it's a lot in just this short message for us to learn and be able to grow upon um, and use in a day-to-day basis. Um, Anyone else got anything? You know, can you hear me, minister? Can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, this is a great lesson, especially for leaders. Um, and I like, you know, follow the leader and uh, being in a safe place. Uh, it it just brings to my attention. Um, sometimes you got to be uncomfortable, but when the spirit turns on inside you, you become comfortable because you're being led by the spirit. It's not you. And I think everybody that's on the panel uh, has that feeling that we may be nervous before we speak, but once we start speaking, we become more comfortable because we're speaking God's word. We're speaking life. So if you, and you got to be a, a, a student to get the word in you, um, because no matter what the situation is, that light can always be turned on in the most uncomfortable places. Um, so it may be uncomfortable in the physical. But if you got the word on the inside of you, it's going to make you comfortable because it's not you. It's the spirit in you, and that's what makes us comfortable. But this is a great lesson, man. I just wanted to bring that out. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, Elder Oliver. Uh, definitely being able to put things into perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and continue um, with the lesson. And after that, we'll get ready to go to halftime on verse Uh, Four and five. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, 
launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So when I look over this, uh, verse 4 and 5, we have to understand that we have something in it that's not in there, but it's in there. And what I mean by that, as I'll explain, Jesus asked Simon to cast a net into the deep, knowing that they haven't caught anything yet. And from his perspective, it probably didn't make sense. Excuse me. But you want, uh, because you want him to do the same thing that he was already doing, and when he was doing it, he came up with nothing. But here's the part that's in there that's not in there. But Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1 and 27, God has taken the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So in other words, things that don't make sense to us, but to the Lord, it makes perfect sense because it's all about his timing. See, you can be doing the same thing all day by yourself, but as soon as you put God in the middle of it, things begin to happen, things begin to change. Why? Because it was all a part of the plan, and it was based on his timing and not ours. So some things we want it to be a right now thing, but God is showing us that it could be a later on thing. It doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing, but it just means that the timing wasn't right yet. But you still have to follow the leader. So Peter, like I said, already had an encounter with the Lord, so he shows he, he actually knows firsthand what God can do. As I explained earlier, you know, he, he healed his mother-in-law. <clears throat> so therefore... When Jesus asked him uh, to do something that he had already been doing, he was able to trust him because they had a report. So that's why it's important to have a report. He knew that it didn't make sense, but he said nevertheless. And that nevertheless changed everything about this scenario in its entirety. That nevertheless means however. So, Lord, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But nevertheless, I will do what you say do. All you have to do is trust in the Lord and follow the Lord. So it's so important for us to understand that all we got to do is just trust in the Lord. Even when we don't understand the situation, even when we don't get it, just trust in the Lord. Just have that nevertheless moment at that, at that time, just like Peter did. Because it didn't make sense but he still went through with it because of what the Lord had said. So sometimes we may not get the whole understanding. Sometimes we may not understand the big picture, but we still got to do our part. You still got to let down your neck. You still got to cast out into the deep. You still got to listen to the voice of the Lord. If he's telling you to do something, if he tells you to try again, then go ahead because it may be a different result. Because like I said, it's all about timing. And we got to realize, like I said earlier, that it's about his timing and it's not about ours. Anybody got anything to say on that? Yes, I have. Yeah, I, 
Go ahead, whoever that is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor. It's, it's Chloe. No, go ahead, Sister, uh, Sister Oglesby. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I can truly attest to what you're saying because this whole time I have truly had to listen to God. I had to, I had, you know, different doctors and different people saying this, saying that, saying the other. You need to do this. You need to hurry up to do that. But that's not what I heard God say. And it looked kind of crazy to keep my mom on the, you know, with the tube down her throat. And to everybody else, it was looking like, well, that's not, you know, that's not good. That's not good for her, um, her quality of life and all of that. But I still had to stand and listen to God and watch God. And I'm glad I did. I am so glad I did because she's doing a lot better. And his timing, even though they said, well, there's a cutoff time for her to have that <clears throat> have that uh, tube down her throat. And theirs was 14 days. She got off of that on the 23rd day. No infection, no mm. nothing. She has And I know that if I hadn't listened, outcome would have been different. And I told God, I said, I don't want anybody to call me unless it's positive. I haven't had phone calls from any doctors in the last couple of days. So, yes, I totally agree with what you said. It might look crazy, but you've got to listen to God because he knows what he's doing. My God. Amen. Amen. And, and, and praise the Lord just for cry. hearing that. God is good. Can I make Hallelujah. a comment? Oh, I know, Pastor, I apologize. Um, I know you were going next, but what Sister O just said, um, I, 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 I promise you, Sister O, um, I've, I've been in a situation where um, the doctors uh, literally told us to let our mom go. Just let her go. Uh, she's going to be a vegetable. She has no brain activity. I mean, they literally said, let her go. But that's not what the Lord said. So we just kept praying. And my mom is still here, and this is six years later. Um, she can wow. pick up the wow. phone and call me and have a conversation and everything. So, I mean, she had a couple strokes since then, so she repeats a lot, but she's still here. Um, right. So when it, the way I, I'm, I'm a, a true advocate of trust God, regardless of what the situation looks like, no matter what, mm-hmm. just like them with the fish, they couldn't, they've been fishing all day, they ain't catch nothing. But when God mm-hmm. says, that's, that's, that's the final thought, the final say right there is when God says. If he tells you to do it, do it. Listen to his voice, all other voices, they're going to keep coming, they're, they're not going to matter. You have to listen to what he's saying. And when you listen to him, he works everything out just like he did for uh, these fishermen here, and they caught all them fish. Listen to God. So I just wanted to to interject that in. Amen. Did I tell you what, y'all? Y'all keep talking like that. There ain't ain't gonna be no need for me to say nothing. Uh, that's. I'll just say I'll just say this little piece. Can we And it's it's a little different than what my two sisters The testimony that that they gave It's a little different But it's along the same lines of faith You know, don't let no one else talk you out of 
what God has talked you into. Let me say that again for those of you taking notes. Don't let no one talk you out of what you know God has talked you into. Because it may not seem it may not seem favorable, it may not seem like the right thing to do to everybody else. But who cares? Who cares what everybody else is thinking and what everyone else is saying? Okay, so uh, the other the other little quick point was: Do can we trust God even uh, with our careers, with the movement of our careers? Because we we understand what Peter's career was. Uh, he was an expert. Him, his brother. Uh, James and John, the brothers, uh, sons of Zebedee, these guys was expert fishermen. They knew what they were doing. But Jesus spoke to them, and all of that expertise went out the window, and they was able to do exactly what, what Minister Tober said. Once again, the topic for tonight, follow the leader. So, y'all, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Thank y'all. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Pastor. Um, like you said, this just being able to bring everything full circle, and um, it just puts everything into perspective on what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it and how if we listen to the voice of the Lord, we'll be blessed, how things can change. I mean, like we said, it's not it's, – it's a very familiar passage of Scripture, so we know what ends up happening, but we understand that there is a blessing in it because of he was able – you know, to listen to the Lord, you know, <clears throat> and we'll just see the magnitude of the blessing for those that, you know, haven't looked over anything. But, you know, there's a blessing in store. All you got to do is just listen to the Lord, listen to the voice of the Lord. He tell you to do something, just do it. Even if you've already been doing it, even if in your head it don't make sense because of we have the flesh and that flesh sometimes can think a different way, you know, and, and, and God is spiritual, so when God comes um, at us spiritually, we got to listen to him spiritually. You know, that, that flesh should come up a little bit, meaning that you're going to have that natural reaction of like, yeah, I don't know, but then you got to go do it. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but you got to go do it. Um, and, and Pastor, um, if we're doing a halftime break, this will be the time. Um, if you want me to keep going, I'll keep going. Now, you can keep on going. I, I, I do it. At the, I do it. If I'm off by the time you get through, then you'll all Y'all know how to handle it. Go ahead, man. I'm enjoying this. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So let's pick up verse 6 and 7. And when they had done this, I mean, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled, their, and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. <clears throat> Again, reading that last part, reading the, reading the latter portion of verse 7, because we got to understand the blessing. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. So that's the blessing in just listening, understanding that you can get a lot more just by listening. So it's very important. So Jesus uh, just showed them exactly how it's done when it came down to fishing. And don't get it twisted. These guys were professionals, as we already know. So no doubt they knew the waters. 
and according to their expertise, it was already quitting time. They had already spent the time that they normally would spend out there because of this is what they do. This is their profession. So according to them, according to their expertise, it was already quitting time. But it just goes to show you that if you put in overtime for God, it will pay out better than you can ever imagine. So sometimes the blessing ain't all for one, but sometimes it's one for all. In this case, everybody nearby was blessed. As we read, they were able to fill up both ships. So they had to bring a couple more folks in to be able to handle the load. So that's why it's important to just do your part and keep showing up and doing what you're supposed to be doing because you never know when that blessing is going to hit and affect everyone around you. So it may not have been your blessing directly, but it spilled over into your life. We say that again. It may not have been your blessing directly, but it spilled over into your life. So you got to understand that you just got to show up. You just got to be there. You just got to do your part. You just got to continue to do what you know to do because that's what God called you to do and that's what he told you to do. And we got to understand that in due time we'll reap the benefits of what we sow. So at the end of the day, we're going to be around. And not only that, sometimes you reap the benefits, as we can see, of what someone else sold. So at the end of the day, you just got to be right there because it's all about timing. And it's all about his timing and not our timing, just like I said before. So all this happens because you were doing what you were supposed to do, all because you followed the leader. So it's extremely important just to follow the leader, just to follow the Lord. So all you got to do is be in place and then let God handle the rest. Amen. Verse 8. And when Simon Peter saw it, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Hey, man. So I just wanted to say that I wanted to focus on the overflow because the scripture says that they had a great multitude of fish in the nets broke. So he didn't just give them enough to to feed them for the, the afternoon or the evening or the week, it seemed like they had, like, so much more than what they needed or what they could have ever even envisioned. And I don't know if in that moment if they felt like, okay, we were expecting this, which it seemed like they weren't, or if they were surprised. But that's like us. Even right now, like, we act surprised when God answers our prayers, something that you know that you've been praying for or or shouting for or fasting for. But the Lord takes care of his children. So I feel like if it's something that you've been wanting and you've been really praying for, you should not be surprised. Um, there's a scripture that I wanted to reference, um, March 10 and 27, and it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible, but with God for all things are possible with God. So none of this stuff should come by surprise for us. And I think also we need to remember as Christians, just because something doesn't happen the way that you're expecting it to happen, it could still be a blessing in that. Because sometimes what we feel that we need, God already knows. Nope, you don't need that. Nope, you shouldn't go that way. No, you don't need to be at that job. It's going to be toxic. 
So we have to send those prayers out and then just know and trust and have faith in the Lord that he's going to give us what he sees fit for us, our family, um, our situations, our finances, or whatever whatever the, the case may be. So I just wanted to point out the fact of that overflow. They had so much that the nets were breaking. So I just I wanted to, to really point that part out. That's all. Um, I appreciate that. Um, absolutely. Um, for those that are listening, that was my wife, um, Sister Tolbert. Um, and she, <laughs> she definitely just bring it home for me. I appreciate that. I told her I always look forward to her comment um, right. when, she, when she's on, um, especially, you know, knowing what it's like to be on the, on, the, on the team and the pressure that comes around it. But that really puts things into perspective, like we say, that overflow. And, and like we said, that overflow is spilled onto others. So, you know, it's another angle that we can take onto that as well. That's a that's another message in itself because if you think about it, we got to understand that's also why you don't need to be acting up with different people because you never know if because of you acting up with folks and you ain't there and then now you have missed out on your blessing because you were supposed to be there and now they didn't got blessed and everybody else didn't got blessed but you missed your blessing. You know, so it's plenty of different ways to look at this to be able to apply this overflow. That's why you got to be on the job because that time when you decide to call out, now the job is given a bonus. Now it's added. Now it's not only just overtime, but it's time on top of time and it's money on top of money because it's blessing on top of blessings. Do y'all get what I'm saying here? It says that both the ships began to sink. So it was a lot of blessing. Even though Jesus was, you know, speaking to Peter, and Peter went and did what he was supposed to do, he had that nevertheless moment that regardless that it don't necessarily make sense, Lord, I didn't already been out here. He said it in verse 5. He said, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Meaning, Lord, we didn't been out here. We didn't already been doing this during the time frame, and we ain't getting nothing. But now, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So you still got to just listen regardless of the situation. And then you can be able to reap the benefits and have that overflow. And then they knew what to do. You see, they they still ain't be stingy with it. They called some other folks, hey, we need some help. Come on. It's enough for everybody. It's more than enough for me. So that's a lesson in itself. Don't sit there and be stingy as well. We got to understand that if God has blessed us more than we can imagine, let's Let's not be afraid to help somebody else, somebody that's nearby and close to the situation. Let's be able to help others as well. So it's a lot to be able to take just from those simple scriptures and just from this scenario to be able to apply for us to learn in life. And it all boils down to the main thing that we got to do is follow the leader. Uh, any other comments before we go on to 8 and 9? I don't want to leave anybody out. All right. All right. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished 
and all that and all that with him at the drunk of the fishes which they had taken. So Peter had an experience with God like no other at this point. He began to recognize the power of the Lord and recognize uh, recognize the sin within him made him unworthy for this blessing. And therefore, he confessed his sins before the Lord, saying that he's a sinful man is what I mean. Uh, and this is something that all of us should do because truly we're unworthy as well. But thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Thank Jesus that we have uh, an opportunity to get it right. You know, and we got to thank the Lord for his righteousness. So at the end of the day, we got to understand that we may not even deserve to be in the place, but we're still there and still get blessed. That's a blessing in itself if you understand what I'm saying. You don't even deserve to be in that position, but you still end up being blessed. You may not even deserve to be able to have that job, have that promotion, but you still end up getting blessed and your whole team blessed. You don't even deserve to have the car that you have, to have the lifestyle that you have, but you still end up being blessed, all because you followed the leader. So we got to understand that it is important that we just listen to the Lord, that we just step out on faith, that we trust in the Lord. Like the word says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Amen. So we got to understand that it is important for us to just trust in the Lord, for us to just listen to what thus says the Lord. Verse 10, and we're going to um, get ready to close in a minute. <clears throat> and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto, unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. <clears throat> so they didn't even know that they were being selected. But not only were they being selected, but they were being elevated. So they are being called as disciples, which is higher than any earthly position that you could ever have. So you got to understand that sometimes you can be um, in a position and, and, and God, like I said, will select you, but not only select you, but he'll elevate you. And like I said, that's a blessing in itself because we understand that they were chosen out of their uh, – chosen while they were doing their expertise. This is what they do. This is what they do for a living. But God said that same thing that you do for a living, I'm going to take that same thing that you're good at and use it for his good. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. So we got to understand that the Lord, like I said before, can and will use the very same thing that you're good at for his good. So, like I said, God can and will use the very same thing that you're good at for his good. So we have to choose to be disciples just like they were. Amen. And he chose the disciples, like we said earlier, to carry on the mission after his departure. And this was the beginning of Christian discipleship, which churches use to model after even today. So I encourage you on the night to follow the leader, and our leader is Jesus Christ. 
comments uh, from there? Doc, that that uh-uh, is I'm done. that is that's awesome. That's awesome. Here's here's a question, just a general question for for everyone that's listening. What's in your net? What 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 is in your net? Uh, some of us have been walking or claiming, should I say, that we've been walking with the Lord for a while, and you don't have no fish. You don't have no proof. You don't have no evidence. You don't have no fruit to confirm that you are a fisherman. You have no fish to confirm that you are an expert fisherman. Jesus told them at the end, you know, don't worry about it, Peter. I know you're this, that, and the other, but I'm going to make you a fisher of men. In other words, I'm going to teach you and I'm going to give you the tools that you need to make you productive in catching souls. And I just want to, I just want to take, a, take a moment and have everyone, I mean, this is a great, great lesson, but let's take, let's take inventory. Let's take, a, let's take self-inventory. And ask ourselves, what's in our net? What have we caught? How often do we witness? Okay, not just to bring someone to your church, and that's good, but how often do we do we find ourselves witnessing about the goodness of the Lord? About, I mean, you know, just really trying to catch souls. And that goes for, that goes for all of us, you know. It, are you a once a month fisherman? Are you a fisherman that only fish when it's convenient? Uh, you know, when you don't have to worry about no one else being around. Are you a private fisherman? You know, or are you are you radical? Are you a radical fisherman? Meaning, no matter where you are, the ball game, no matter where you are, Walmart, wherever you are, you find yourself. Being a witness, being a fisherman, where you are proudly proclaiming Christ and who he is and what he is to you and what he's done in your life and what he's able to do in the lives of man. So let, let's, 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 let's take a self-inventory uh, on that for all of us. You know, I, I, we had a family at church Sunday, but I had a chance to, to witness to them on the basketball court. You know, as a mother and three children, just, you know, just to be a witness and, and share the gospel, you know, talked about the church. They came, you know, we talked about the Lord on the basketball court. They came to church Sunday and heard, you know, the gospel message uh, being preached. So, you know, it's, it's, just think about it for all of us, about what we're doing and uh, how important is winning souls to us. So great, great. Great lesson, uh, as always, Minister Tober. All right, anyone else on the panel uh, before we give the offering? Uh, anyone else that may have a short uh, closure on tonight? Okay, all right. Well, no one else has anything. Tobin, I guess you, you said it all, panel. Y'all did a great job on tonight. Everyone spoke real well. Um, that was real good. That was real good. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. 
And that's the old song we used to sing that says, where he leads me, I'll follow. I'll go with him all the way. So uh, on tonight, if you would like to to uh, be able to share with us financially, you have two options in which you can do so on tonight. Uh, we have our extended arms uh, ministry. They are, um, you know, which is our outreach to our community. Uh, thank God for everyone that's been supporting Extended Arms. Uh, the information, uh, Cash App or Extended Arms is dollar sign EA Ministry. Once again, that's dollar sign EA Ministry. Uh, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, you can do it there. Um, also, uh, to our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church Incorporated, uh, you can do dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Uh, thanks, thanks to all our supporters, uh, extended arm contributors, um, our local church supporters. Thank you all so much. May the Lord bless you uh, real good during this uh, holiday season. And we'll look to see you again on uh, Sunday morning. Amen. You'll get to hear the conclusion, Mr. Tobert. Uh, he'll be preaching for us um, this Sunday morning, uh, our Sunday morning service. Him and his wife will be there, and we're just grateful to God for everything that has taken place. All right, well, we're going to close. You guys have a great week, and until the next time, may his peace be with you. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you and have a great night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.